Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the host of the Injured List podcast, Brian Scott. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Interlist Podcast. Your host, Brian Scott, here once again. Join me every Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, to review this week's NFL injuries as we get prepared for tonight's Thursday night game. Um, welcome to the room. I've invited some people up on stage. If you have some questions, come on up and let's get this thing started. Heath Pratt, what's up? Welcome to the room. Question for me. Brian, I did not. I'm just listening in. Uh, but uh, thank you for hosting and thank you for, uh, for having the talk. Hey, no problem. Uh, you know, if you know anybody interested in fantasy football or who participates, have some questions about NFL injuries that are right going on right now, need to get some advice for their uh, fantasy roster this weekend or tonight's game, uh, hit them up, ping them in the room, let's, and uh, they can ask away. This is uh, your chance, uh, people in the audience, to ask me, a professional healthcare provider in uh, orthopedics and sports medicine is what I do. So I've got a unique perspective on all things injury-related in sports. So come on up on stage and ask away. There's been quite a few injuries to some pretty key players in the league uh, this past weekend, and uh, it's going to throw a kink in some lineups heading into week three here. Uh, just to name a few guys who we can talk about moving forward here, Tua Tungavailoa, the Miami quarterback, uh, Miami Dolphins quarterback, excuse me, uh, Carson Wentz, uh, Indianapolis Colts quarterback, Andy Dalton, Cincinnati Bengals quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger, Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback, Odell Beckham Jr. is possibly coming back from ACL surgery finally. So a lot to talk about, uh, a lot of things that are going to affect starting lineups. These guys are all key players on their teams. And um, so let's, uh, let's get to it. If you guys have any questions, now's a chance. Raise your hand. Uh, I've got the Thursday night pregame on in the background, so we can pop in and out of that uh, every once in a while here to take a listen. And see what's going on right now. They're in commercial break, but uh, we'll be checking in on the game as we move around and move about here. So if you guys have any questions, please uh, feel free to pop up. Uh, I do this uh, room every Thursday underneath the umbrella of the Pro Sports Network. Thank you to Candy Conda for uh, inviting me in to do this under their name. And um, I'm also part of the Blue Wire podcast community. And my podcast uh, is every week. I will actually be recording this room and playing it back on Friday morning. So if you miss it, that's okay. You'll be able to get some information tomorrow as well. And uh, usually every Wednesday or sometimes uh, every other Wednesday, depending on what's going on in the NFL season here, I'll put another episode out where I usually will interview guests on my show, either um, previous or uh, current uh, athletes or healthcare professionals to talk about various topics and stories related to sports injuries. So anybody got a question and raise your hand, come on up and um, ask away. Uh, like I mentioned a little bit ago, we got a lot of injuries in the NFL this past weekend. A lot of uh, starters, first string players out with significant uh, sports injuries that are going to be missing some time. So 
room is just opening up now, a couple minutes behind schedule. Sorry about that. But I got the Thursday night game on in the background, and we're going to be popping into that every once in a while. So uh, raise your hand, come on up, and um, let's uh, get this thing started. Tonight's game should be entertaining. Rookie quarterback starting. Um, Davis, I believe is his name. Um, supposedly was a standout high school quarterback. We'll see what he brings to the table tonight. And um, should be an interesting one as we get ready for a kickoff here. Happening probably within the hour. And watching the pregame right now. We got it on in the background here. I briefly did a little injuries report um, on some of those guys I mentioned just a little bit ago. So um, they don't really get into too much specifics. They basically just said who was practicing and who was not practicing during the week. But as we know, you know, when that cue pops up next to someone's name in the background, uh, you never really know what to expect about their status heading into the weekend. I might be able to shed a little bit of light on that for you based on what the injuries are. So, um, you know, now's your chance to ask questions. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, the Texans, Houston Texans, will we have a starting quarterback? Will be a, a rookie uh, filling in for, um, well, Deshaun Watson's been out for a while, but um, Tyrod Taylor, uh, forgot to mention him. He's one of the guys that's actually out with an injury as well. He had a hamstring injury this past weekend and is a no-go tonight. So that's unfortunate for him. Guy uh, had a pretty good start to last season and then went down with a punctured lung, courtesy of one of the sports doctors who decided to inject his ribs for some pain relief and nicked part of his lung, causing a deflated or what we call a pneumothorax. So that's unfortunate. He's come on back up, man. How can I help you? What's your question? Yeah, so I wanted to hear your input on the, uh, the injury rates you're seeing this season versus previous. It has anything to do with a, maybe an extended offseason or any changes in you know, player health over the last two years? Go ahead. Yeah, good question. I get asked that a lot. You know, I don't know the actual statistics, but I'm sure the NFL does. They have an injury tracking software that they um, track every season that the uh, different uh, – athletic training staffs and uh, sports medicine professionals use throughout the course of the season. So I'm sure they have those statistics. I don't know if this season really affected everybody as much as last year. Um, what the short turnaround time was probably the biggest thing that was a factor. And for some guys that actually didn't really cause much of an issue. However, for other guys coming off injury from last season, it certainly did. One example of that would be uh, who I mentioned earlier, Odell Beckham Jr. All intensive purposes, he was cleared to play, but he hasn't yet suited up, and we're three weeks into the season. At about the nine-month mark, he was already participating in basic uh, drills and stuff, non-contact, uh, after coming off an ACL injury. And at nine months, uh, some guys are actually fully cleared to go and ready to participate in full contact and game situations. So um, and a guy, a guy like him, the extended offseason might have helped him. However, uh, you know, they've also shortened the preseason games and extended the regular season. So that being the case, a lot of guys decided not to rush back and take the extra couple of weeks during the regular season to make sure they're full go because it's a much longer season now, given that extra week. Um, even though it only sounds like it's a week, it's actually extrapolates out probably to a lot more. So um, 
that's probably the, the best example I can give. Uh, but I don't know the actual statistics. It's a good question. I'm sure at some point the NFL will probably put out some numbers. And I wouldn't be surprised if the numbers get fudged a little bit from year to year. And they probably say that there's really no um, significant difference in the injury severity or time lost to injury. But they do track that stuff. And they may actually even have data on the NFL um, website somewhere. I personally haven't looked or searched for it. But uh, good question. Thanks for, for that. Does uh, that kind of get at what you were hinting at? Yeah. Um, I'm in the middle of checking out Walmart. Uh, yeah, no, that does actually. And I think, you know, from my perspective, what I've seen, I've seen a quite a bit of, I don't know, just watching, you know, Sunday night football, just a high amount of, of athletes being you know, going down, um, more so than I've seen in the past season. So it's just been that anecdotal experience for me. But you now your input is very valuable. Thank you. Yeah, a lot of it is also, you know, how the media likes to portray it too. You'll get a lot of stuff, you know, depending on the profile of the player that's been hurt. Um, last season was definitely, I felt like there was definitely a lot of high-profile guys going down with an injury. Um, you look at Odell Beckham Jr., Saquon Barkley, um, Chris McCaffrey, all lost significant time last season due to some significant injuries. And I think that kind of played into the the media um, portrayal of the uh, severity and, you know, tying it back to COVID and lack of practice and all this other stuff. So did it affect them? I certainly think it played a role. How significant it was, that's another story. But, um, you know, I think a lot of the, what the media portrays or tends to report on also kind of factors into people's perceptions about whether or not this is a good year or a bad year. And um, at this point now, though, it should start to really nullify itself because we're kind of heading back into regular season territory and kind of getting back into the normal rhythm of the season. Most guys now are right where they would be uh, had they had a normal kind of transition from year to year over the last couple of years. So I don't think it's as big a deal. Jason Barber's got his hand up. I'm going to move you back to the audience. He's, thanks for joining the show and for participating. Jason Barber, come on up. What's your question? How can I help you? You're, uh, you're being invited up. Yeah, just had a quick question. You brought up the Tyrod Taylor injury last yes. year with the, lung, the deflated lung. Mm -hmm. That doesn't happen very often in medicine, right? Like you're, you're pretty good about with professional um, athletes and things. It's kind of a freak accident, wouldn't you say? Uh, um, I'd be lying if I said that things like that don't happen in the locker rooms and behind the scenes uh, during professional uh, games and stuff like that. But um, in my 20 years of working in sports medicine, that's the first time I've seen that per particular incident happen. Um, pneumothorax, as they're called, or punctured lungs do happen on, uh, on occasion with some orthopedic surgical procedures and with some orthopedic injuries that can certainly cause it. But basically uh, what we call an iatrogenic or um, uh, that happening because of an errant placement of a needle, not very common. Although the risk is there anytime you're sticking a needle near your rib cage, there's not a lot of tissue to go through. The nerves and the vessels are, are basically right there and they kind of hug along the rib. And when you're trying to dull pain, you're kind of aiming for that neurovascular bundle because you want to get near the nerve. Um, it's, it's a dicey area. And uh, there's always that possibility that you'd go in just a little too far. And if you catch just a little bit of that lung in the right spot, um, it'll, it'll cause the lung to deflate, basically. And it's in a different type of pressure environment. So once you get air escaping the lung, it can't inflate. And that's, that's what happens. Now, 
that can happen on just a tackle, can happen from just blunt force trauma. Um, what makes it significant is the severity of the pneumothorax or the size of it. Is the whole lung collapsed? Is it just a portion of the lung? Is it caused the athlete to become symptomatic, meaning he's short of breath or can't breathe? And in Tyrod Taylor's case, from what I understand, it did. And that was what prompted the, the lengthy um, time out, um, unfortunately, for him. Okay. That yeah. makes sense. Now, in, in a situation like that, is the, the doctor that performed that, so would they be protected under the certain guidelines or is that kind of their responsibility and there there would be like a possibility of them having a malpractice suit or anything like that just just curiosity really um it'd be very unlikely that that would happen um anytime you're doing a procedure like that usually the provider will kind of go over the risks versus the benefits of doing it and you know verbal consent is really all that's needed in that situation um once the athlete agrees to go through the procedure, it's known that one of the risks of the procedure, and that being one of the major ones with uh, an injection to the rib cage, what we call the costal nerve, um, you know, that's, that's a known risk. And um, I'm sure that the physicians spoke about it with him. I'm sure he was aware of the potential for that to happen. Uh, you, you trust that it doesn't. You know, you put your faith in the hands of the physicians, the surgeons, and the, the healthcare team. Um, but you know, sometimes these things happen. Um, it's a known potential risk. You, you try to mitigate those risks take, by taking all the precautions. You know, you use a short needle. You don't go in too far. You use a proper technique. But you know, even doing that, uh, everyone's anatomy is a little different. No one's a kind of cookie cutter, and uh, freaky things can happen. And uh, it does. And this is just unfortunately one of the, that was one of those examples. I, I doubt there'll be any litigation. Usually, there's. Um, a lot of paperwork of waivers signed and um, basically players are agreeing to be treated um, by the staff uh, throughout the course of the year, kind of uh, contractually. Uh, and I don't know if it's worded in their contracts or not, but you know, you're under the guise of the healthcare team who reports back to the organization and as a, a full-time employed professional athlete, it's a little bit different than it would be if you were the recreational athlete or amateur athlete. So um, doubt we'll see anything from the legal aspect of that. Um, I have one last question. Sure. Um, is in the last few years, I've noticed we've seen more of the, um, plantar fasciitis and like the, the Liz Frank injury, as they call it in the NFL, um, with the foot. Is that something where it's been diagnosed better or we've just seen an uptick in the actual injury happening? Um, I, I think it's just been a blip on the radar. That's a pretty common injury. I wouldn't say, I won't say common. The most common sport you see it in is usually football. And it's often a, an injury that can go undiagnosed early on, depending on the severity. If it's a purely ligamentous Liz Franck injury, which it can be sometimes, those aren't always uh, picked up immediately. Sometimes they can be mistaken as just a simple midfoot sprain, not an actual Liz Franck sprain or Liz Franck ligament injury. So I don't think there's been an uptick in them. Um, I think it's just been to some more notable players. Uh, Cam Newton probably being the um, the most recent one that I can think of, unless you, you can recall another. Uh, and he tried to play through his, which is not always um, a good idea or possible, but uh, he did for a little while. And then it turns out, like most people, he ended up needing surgery. 
and uh, seems to be doing well since then, although depending on the nature of that injury, it can be quite severe and quite detrimental to a career, uh, depending on what type of injury it was. There's a lot of different variations in Liz Frank injuries. So um, I don't necessarily think there's been an uptick, though, as far as the amount of them that occurred. There's probably more that have happened that we don't hear about because of the level or, you know, uh, popularity of the particular athlete that's had them. Um, you know, and a lot of the, a lot of that is based on the injury description. You know, there could be some third tier guys that probably have those injuries as well. And they get listed as a foot injury and not much more. You don't hear any more detail about it. And it's possible that those could be list Franks as well. Um, <clears throat> unless you, do you know of anybody else that had that? Uh, I haven't heard of one recently. I just noticed, you know, in the last few years and and i do a lot of high school officiating and things so it's just something that's come up in that and it just feels like it's been more the last few years but like you said it's probably um because you know better better diagnosis and uh more media coverage i would i would say probably yeah um you know the other thing about being in the nfl which is a lot different than being in the general population is you have access to um very specific specialists within a certain field. So for example, I work with a foot and ankle specialist. We see a lot of this Frank injuries. It's very common for us to see them because we get referred people who are suspect of having them, or we tend to pick them up um, a lot sooner than most people would who are treating them otherwise. So there has been some advances with some of the MRI technology. Nowadays, there's what's called a 3T MRI, which has a much higher resolution magnet. And so sometimes that can make finding these little um, mild or um, uh, very subtle Liz Frank injuries, much more obvious. So that does help as far as diagnostic tools that are at our disposal. But um, otherwise, it's usually a clinical diagnosis. And if you have a suspicion that that's what's going on, usually even with the older MRIs, you can pretty much confirm it. Um, I, I think it really just goes back to the the popular, the, the status of the athlete who's happened having them. And whether or not they're a, a starter, or a high-profile guy, you'll you'll hear about it more. And I think that's what's been the case maybe the last year or two, just because of Cam prob- probably. I, there may have been some other guys. I, I can't off the top of my head think about it, but I'm sure there's been some other guys too because I remember there was a, 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 a short run there where there was a couple of guys besides Cam who had it. I just can't think yeah. off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of their names either, but that's that's what I was alluding to, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not a good injury. Um. I see a lot of them. I've actually seen more of them uh, in my current practice than I have ever before in my career. And I've been doing this almost 20 years. And the, the vast majority of them are in younger, healthier, active individuals. It doesn't necessarily have to be football. That does tend to be the, probably the more common sport. But I've seen them in all different types of um, sport. I've also seen them in just uh, regular everyday uh, orthopedic trauma stuff where people slip and fall or you know, put their foot through a roof or whatever. Um, but uh, it it does typically happen in a more younger active population because it usually is an injury that occurs due to due to um, cutting, twisting, planting the foot and pushing off and change of direction. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank that. you, Jason. Going to bring up uh, Anudita, if I got that right, um, up to the stage. You there? Hello, sir. Hey, how are you? How can I help you? You got a oh, question for good, me. Sir. Yes, sir. I have a question, actually. I was just listening this room. So uh, I'm a pro boxer and, you know, I got injured in my right leg. 
uh, when I went to the MRI. So the doctor told me like my meniscus is cracked. So uh, uh, now he stopped my training and all everything. Uh, and he told me you have to rest for six months. So is it that, that much uh, like this kind of injuries are uh, we have to rest for six months like like that? I'm, I'm just, uh, I want to ask about it. Um, good question. It's really hard for me to comment on anyone's particular injury. And the reason for that is I, I don't really have any knowledge of what's going on in your particular situation with regards to your clinical exam, your diagnostic imaging studies and things like that. So I, I really don't want to comment on your particular injury. What I will say is that, um, you know, meniscus injuries uh, have a lot of variability in the type of injury, the location of the injury, and the treatment for the injury. It can be something as simple as just taking a few weeks of rest and getting back to your sport. It could be something as significant as undergoing surgery for a meniscal repair and doing extensive therapy. So there's a lot of variation. I would touch base with your physician and try and get a little more detail. And, you know, it doesn't hurt to always seek a second opinion. Yeah, uh, meniscus injuries are not good, guys, uh, depending on the location of the injury, the type of injury, and, you know, what you do for a living. I mean, if, if you look at some of these NFL guys, um, you know, sometimes they'll, you'll hear about a meniscus tear or a meniscus injury, and you'll be like, well, that guy came back pretty quick. He's back to playing a couple weeks later. Well, you know, a lot of that goes to where the injury is on the meniscus, what type of injury it is, and whether or not it's causing any significant symptoms that may uh, predispose them to further um, injury to the joint itself and further uh, breakdown of the cartilage and soft tissue. So, um, you know, it, there's a lot of factors that kind of go into it. Um, it's hard to really comment on um, vague uh, diagnoses of meniscus tear because there's just so many different types. Um, I just want to take a quick break so I can wet my palate and uh, we're going to be back in a minute. If you guys have questions, please raise your hand. I'd be more than happy to bring you up onto the stage. We're talking NFL injury week three update here. Um, game is on in the background. The um, Houston Texans uh, are going against, are they going against Tampa Bay? I forget who they're even playing tonight, but I got the game on in the background and the warmups are going on. We got the pregame on. I'm sorry. It's the Carolina Panthers. Who, what am I talking about? So we got the game on in the background and um, we're just going to take a quick break. You're listening to the Injured List Podcast with your host, Brian Scott, your go-to resource for all sport injury-related topics. For show notes and other resources, visit theinjuredlist.com. Now, back to the show. When your business is starting its championship run, nothing matters more than finding and hiring the best team. With Indeed, you have the power to build a dynasty by hiring more MVPs faster. Start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash bluewire. Offer valid through March 31st. If you're hiring, you need Indeed because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. And Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applicants that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay. Go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire to claim your $75 credit before March 31st. No matter how the last game went, anytime you take the field, you got a shot at greatness. 
Give your team the best shot at winning by recruiting more MVPs with Indeed. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I love that. That is the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify is a platform designed for anyone to sell anywhere giving entrepreneurs like me the resources that were once reserved for big business. And it's customized to your needs. You get a great looking online store that really helps bring your ideas to life and tools to manage the day-to-day and drive sales. And I'm speaking about this from experience. I'm really passionate about bass fishing. And a little over five years ago, I started an e-commerce bass fishing brand with my best friend, Aaron, called Woo Tungsten. Actually, it's pronounced Woo! tungsten w-o-o exclamation mark because that's the sound you make when you catch a giant bass and it was a no-brainer to do this on shopify because they've made it so easy every step of the way from creating product listings to making discount codes to managing shipments in fact if you want to see what an e-commerce store looks like on shopify go to wootungsten.com and you can see and it's No wonder that every 28 seconds, a small business owner makes their first sale on Shopify. You can get started by building and customizing your online store with no coding or design experience. And you can gain knowledge and confidence with extensive resources to help you succeed. Plus, with 24-7 support, you're never alone. It's more than a store. Shopify grows with you. This is possibility powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash blue wire, all lowercase for a free 14 day trial, and you'll get access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Start selling on Shopify today, just like me, just like Wu Tungsten by going to shopify.com slash blue wire right now. That's shopify.com slash blue wire. All right, guys, raise your hand if you have any questions. We're talking NFL injury updates here. Week three of the NFL season is right here tonight, starting out on this Thursday evening game between the Carolina Panthers and the Houston Texans. So if you have any questions about your favorite athletes or guys on your fantasy roster that may have taken a hit this past weekend and may be on the shelf, um, and you have some more questions, want to know what to do with your fantasy roster, this is the room for you. Uh, Ping people in who you think might be interested bring some friends, guests, whatever you want. Raise your hand if you have a question for me. I'll be more than happy to bring you up on stage. Um, I've got the game on in the background, and we'll probably hang out till about kickoff, and at which point we'll then shut the room down. So this is your chance. Some last-minute shuffling on your roster. You want to know what to do, not sure. Um, I'm here for you. Uh, Check out my profile. Follow me. I have a podcast that I do on a weekly basis now in the NFL season. And it's actually this room that I record and play on Friday morning. So if you miss it tonight, that's okay. It'll be playing tomorrow morning as well. Show it to your friends, tell your friends about it and um, check out my website, theinjuredlist.com. I've got some information up there about, um, and previous episodes. If you want to listen to any of the past episodes I've done, 
um, if you're interested in this kind of stuff or you just have some want to know some general knowledge about sports injury med- and sports medicine. I am doing this under the guise of the Pro Sports Network, which is one of the largest sports groups here on um, Clubhouse. So please uh, extend a thank you to Candy Conda and follow along with some of my other colleagues here and under the Pro Sports Network. We have some of the best rooms, if I do say so myself. And um, so thank you to them for allowing me to use their network to reach out to um, you guys. And I'm also part of the Blue Wire podcast community. So I um, want to thank them and give them a shout out here for helping me and for collaborating with me on many projects. And thank you guys. So um, I mentioned at the beginning, we have a few guys that are out, uh, notable players, I should say, that are out this week. We touched a little bit about Tyrod Taylor. We kind of talked about an old injury that he had last year, but he is dealing with a hamstring injury and it looks like he's going to be out this next, this uh, Sunday. So He's on the shelf once again, unfortunate for him. One guy who has a run of bad luck seems to be him. Every opportunity he gets, he seems to make the most of it, but then something happens and uh, kind of interrupts his chances at becoming a full-time starter in this league. So hopefully he'll bounce back from that. Uh, but hamstring injuries are notoriously difficult to treat. They take a long time to get better. And so hopefully he'll bounce back pretty quick. Now, um, Tua Tonga-Vailoa was also out with a rib injury. He had what they diagnosed as a rib contusion. Fortunately for him, no rib fractures or anything uh, significant. So uh, questionable about, I think he's been listed actually as out this week. And um, I've done a lot of stuff about Tua. And um, if you have any questions about him, let me know. Uh, Carson Wentz, another quarterback, is out. He apparently had double ankle sprains, which is pretty rare. And I guess one was more significant than the other. Um, He was supposed to have some MRIs or something done on them. I'm not sure what the status of that is or what the latest report on him was. I don't think he practiced today. I don't think he's going to suit up this weekend. Uh, If history tells us anything with him, when he gets injured, he usually misses some time. And if he's coming off a double ankle sprain, that could potentially be very difficult for him to come back the following week. So um, caution, cautionary tale there if you have him uh, on your roster. Andy Dalton went down with uh, a hyperextended knee, from what I understand. MRI turned up negative for any ligament damage, but he uh, did have some bone bruising, which is a sign uh, that he probably nearly tore some ligaments, um, but luckily did not. Uh, But that being said, bone bruises are very painful and they do take time to get better. I don't think he'll be playing for any extended period of, for at least an extended period of time here. My guess is at least a few weeks. We'll see. It depends on the severity of the bone contusions and where they are. Uh, who else? Ben Roethlisberger went down with what was called a, um, um, what, I don't know. He had some injury, but it looks like he was actually practicing today and he may be a game time decision. We'll see. I forget what they said his injury was. I don't know if it was his back or something. I forget. But if you know, and you want to know a question, pop up and ask, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Apparently, uh, participated in live practice. And sounds like he could finally make his uh, 2021 debut this week. In week three here, he's coming off an ACL injury from last year. He's almost at the one-year mark from his surgery, which, um, you know, anywhere between nine to 12 months when most guys are coming back these days. He was actually cleared and playing and doing some practicing non-contact stuff, I believe, uh, at the nine-month mark. I was a little surprised that he didn't start the season. But, uh, you know, no harm in waiting that additional couple weeks if you can get by. And it sounds like that's what he's doing. So we'll see how he does this weekend coming up. I actually have him on my roster, and I'm curious to see how he does. I might have to throw him in there 
as my roster has undergone some injuries of its own, unfortunately. So anyway, uh, those of you in the audience, thanks for joining me. If you have a question, raise your hand. Some of you I've already invited on stage. If you don't have any questions, that's cool too. Just sit back, enjoy, um, listen in, ping some friends who you think might need some advice on their fantasy football rosters or have some questions about their uh, favorite player. And um, thanks for tuning in. If you know anybody interested, just ping them in. Ping them in the room, bring them in, and uh, we'll get them up on stage. I can ask away. Uh, I'm here every Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time under the Pro Sport Network umbrella. So thanks again for the, to them for having me in. And i um, glad to be here. Let's. Uh, I got the game in the background. Not much happening. I got uh, um, Troy Aikman and Jack Buck here chatting it up. So let's go into them and see what they're talking about. And apparently, um, Houston's starting a rookie quarterback tonight um, as Tyrod Taylor, as we said, is out. And uh, Deshaun Watson doesn't look like he's playing anytime soon with all the stuff going on with him. So we'll see how uh, this rookie fares tonight for himself. Apparently was a high, highly touted high school quarterback. I'm not sure where he went to college and what the rest of his story is, but I guess we'll we'll get filled in as we go here. So, um, anybody else got some questions? I'm going to invite people up on stage. Uh, you know, if you've heard some information and wanted some clarification, you have a player on your roster uh, in fantasy football and you're not sure if you should start them, what the expectations are, what injuries they're dealing with, please feel free to ask away. If you know people who are interested, ping them in. This is your chance. Kickoff should be happening soon. I'm probably going to sign off just before that, as we normally do. But we're here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and bringing you all the latest information on injuries in the NFL. I do have a podcast that I publish Usually on a weekly basis, but during the NFL season, sometimes I space it out. And uh, a lot of times I'll have guests on who are either current or former athletes who've dealt with injuries and have a good story to tell or health, other healthcare professionals where we talk about various topics related to sports medicine and orthopedic surgery. So tune in for that. I've got a few guests lined up in the near future here, and I usually drop those episodes on Wednesday mornings. But if you missed tonight or you didn't get a chance to ask a question and maybe we touched on it earlier or later, and you want to tune back into this episode, I am recording it. It is going to be a podcast published tomorrow morning, so you can tune in, and you can let your friends know to tune in as well. So if they missed it tonight, no big deal. You, they can always check out the information tomorrow. So um, like I said, they're warming up now. I'm going to mute it, but um, nothing really happened in there. They're just kind of going through some player profiles and whatnot. I'm going to take a quick break to wet my palate once again. So... Stick with us here. You are listening to the Injured List Podcast Live NFL Week 3 Injury Updates. Listening to the Injured List Podcast with your host, Brian Scott, your go to resource for all sport injury related topics. For show notes and other resources, visit theinjuredlist.com. Now, back to the show. 
All right, guys. Thanks for joining me. Anybody else have any questions in the audience? Anybody else want to jump up and ask any questions? I've got you guys invited up, so feel free to accept the invite. Come on up to stage and ask away. Hey, listen, even if you have a question about another sport or a different injury, feel free to ask too. I mean, that's why I'm here. It doesn't have to necessarily be about football. If you guys follow another sport, feel free to ask. I don't want you to feel obligated that it has to be a football injury question, but um, that is what the focus is here on Thursdays as we got the Thursday night game ready to kick off shortly. And, um, you know, week three right around the corner here as this Thursday evening. So um, this is what we do here on the Injured List podcast uh, in the Pro Sport Network on Clubhouse. And once again, I am a part of the Blue Wire podcast community, so you can check me out on their um, stuff as well. I do a lot of collaboration with them part of the hustle program. So uh, hopefully doing some bigger and better things with them in the near future here. We'll see how it goes. But um, this is a little side gig we got going on trying to get exposure and get out to the, to the masses here. So um, feel free to check out my website at the I've got my previous episodes up where you can take a listen and review what I've done in the past. Maybe there's a topic that you want to hear about. I've probably covered it already. Or maybe there's a particular athlete who had a pretty nasty injury and you want to learn more about it. I probably covered that already too. Um, or you just want to hear a good story or hear what other healthcare professionals in the world of orthopedic sports medicine have to say. So tune in, check it out, um, check out the website. And um, yeah, thanks for joining me. So about to go live here with the game, the Houston Texans and the Carolina Panthers now uh Christian McCaffrey missed a significant amount of time last year with a high ankle sprain, then came back and had a clavicle injury, uh, what was it called, an AC joint separation, and seems to be doing really well this year, got himself right and healthy heading into this season, and he looks like he's back to his old self, which is good news for Carolina and for football fans in general. He's an exciting player to watch, multi-talented guy, can run, block, pass, catch, whatever you want him to do, he can do it. And uh, as the Panthers go is as Christian McCaffrey goes. So um be exciting to watch him play tonight in the Thursday night game on a nationally broadcast platform. I enjoy these games very much. And um, Tyrod Taylor, unfortunately, got injured. He has a hamstring injury from last weekend due to the shortened nature of this week. Sounds like he wasn't ready to go. And the Houston Texans are starting a um, rookie quarterback tonight. You know, they got noted to Sean Watson. Doesn't look like he's going to be playing anytime soon while this other stuff kind of plays out. And uh, as we talked about earlier, unfortunately for Tyrod Taylor, uh, the injury bug seems to have crept up and bit him once again. This time, uh, unfortunately, or I should say fortunately, not at the, um, <laughs> uh, due to an errant needle placement. Um, this was a hamstring injury, and uh, those can be quite difficult to bounce back from quite difficult to treat. So they're uh, interviewing Christian McCaffrey right now with Steve Smith. Let's see what that's say. It made me appreciate the practices, the OTAs, like every little time I get to spend, you know, in the locker room this with the Christian guys. Christian McCaffrey being interviewed by Steve appreciate Smith. appreciate where you are because it can be taken from you. Darnold looking over the middle, call McCaffrey, still on his feet, won't be denied. Taste a little Christian McCaffrey. You've been here a little bit. You've seen the rotation of quarterbacks come in and out. What is bringing in Sam Darnold done for this team? so far 
He's a great leader in the huddle and off the field. He doesn't change who he is. He prepares like crazy. I just feel like I never go into a game not knowing what he's thinking, and that's, wow. that's important for me. It's important for him, and what we see in the locker room is a massive chip on his shoulder as well, and that's mm. something that, that fires us up, so we're, we're really lucky to have him. Oh, McCaffrey insists on the end zone. <laughs> Touchdown, Carolina. Back in August, Coach Rule stated it. 25 to 30 touches will be something that you'll be experiencing. Do you believe that's realistic for you? Yeah, you know, after the last two games, yeah. McCaffrey's got a big hole. For me, it's just a matter of doing everything I can, take care of my body. Mm -hmm. You know, and part of it's just how I play it. So you try not to take the big shots. And, mm -hmm. You know, you're gonna every once in a while, and, you know, it depends. You know, sometimes you'll have 30 touches, and you feel great after the game, and sometimes you'll have 12, and you might take one shot that might mess you up for a few days. So for me, it's just, like I said, just dedicating my entire life and time to this sport. It all comes into a factor when it comes to being ready to go on Sunday. All right, cool little interview there. Sit, sit down with Christian McCaffrey and discuss his possibility of having 30 touches per game, 17 he can do it. season. He's physically fit, comes in, touches. taking Why care of his body, um, comes from good stock with his father, uh, who was a pretty physically fit individual. His mom was like an all-star, world-class like athlete as well. I mean, he's got a couple of brothers that are also really athletic and have succeeded at a pretty high level. So if anybody can come back from the injuries he had last season and be productive and do 25 to 30 touches, I'm going to give the nod to Christian McCaffrey. So I'm curious to see what he's able to do tonight against this Texans defense. Um, I expect that he's going to do some big stuff on this stage here Thursday night. Pretty big game for him being here on a Thursday night, you know, uh, since last season, he missed quite a bit of time with a high ankle sprain and then the AC joint sprain. So, um, exciting to watch. And he was one of the players I, I did a, a pretty big thing on, um, last year, uh, on one of my episodes as well, talking about high ankle sprains, him and Saquon Barkley probably being the two high profile guys that had them recently. Saquon had it two years ago prior to his ACL injury last year. And then, um, uh, Christian McCaffrey. So, well, we're getting near game time. We're getting near kickoff. Um, if nobody has any questions, I'm going to sign out. But I want to thank everybody for joining me and participating here on Clubhouse under the Pro Sports Network group. Uh, this is Brian Scott, host of the Injured List podcast. Thank you once again for joining me. And um, it's been a pleasure. I hope to see everybody back here soon. And don't forget to tell your friends, spread the word, check out the website and the podcast. Um, stay safe, stay healthy, stay active.